going on, everybody? It is May 24th, 2021. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report direct message, and it's Monday, and I'm feeling refreshed. I had a good weekend. I did literally, literally, people, not figuratively, I did literally nothing yesterday. I laid on the couch all day long, watched TV, ate pasta. We had an illegal party the night before. I don't want to out myself, but we had about 20 people here on Saturday. There was a lot of tequila flowing and uh, we catered in. David usually likes to cook, but we had about 20 people. It's hard to cook for 20 people. And we just had like trays of pasta left over. And all I did yesterday was lay on a couch and eat pasta. So I'm filled with carbs right now and I'm ready to bring you some information. I thought we'd do something a little bit different today because, you know, obviously the news has been pretty horrific all around and, you know, I'm trying to dose out the red pills with a little bit of the clown pills and keep you guys sane and happy and, you know, not crazed, but also somewhat informed. Uh, but you may remember, you know, a couple weeks back, maybe over, maybe two months ago already at this point, uh, we had done a bunch of episodes where I was laying in old clips that I had found of different speeches. We played a few of them from Ronald Reagan in particularly. And I thought that doing some of those sort of throwback things just to give a little context to where we're at in the world is good. So we are gonna be doing one of those from Thomas Sowell today from about 30 years ago. We're gonna do that at the end of the show. which And it's just sort of like a perfect, succinct synopsis of what's happening right now. And that's the beauty of timeless things. If you say things that are true, they're true 30 years ago and they're still true now. So we're gonna do that. And then just two stories today. There's a whole bunch to get you caught up on, on the COVID situation. And suddenly we're allowed to talk about the fact that maybe it came from a lab in Wuhan. I thought that was racist and it made you a bad person or a white supremacist or a, even worse, a Trump supporter. Uh, but suddenly everyone's kind of talking about it. So we're gonna talk about that. And then if you didn't see this, there was a uh, two videos that went viral a couple days ago on Twitter, a US Army video that's all about intersectionality and lesbian mothers and be yourself and all that stuff. Uh, and someone spliced it together with an arm, uh, army video from the Russian army. And I think you're gonna see one country that is ridiculous and one country that takes itself seriously and the fundamental difference between the two. So that's all we're doing today. I'm feeling good, it's Monday, it's hot out here in LA. I'm gonna get out there with the dog and not put a mask on and we'll see what happens. But first let's talk about some of the COVID stuff. So the big thing over the last couple of days is that Rand Paul, who is the libertarian Senator from Kentucky, who I've had on the show a couple times. You know, when people say to me, Dave, you're always ragging on all these politicians. I have a short list of politicians that I think are pretty decent people doing a pretty decent job. And I put Rand Paul, you know, pretty much at the top of that list. He doesn't want to control your life or the life of those that he governs over. And he does not want to take the COVID-19 vaccination. And it is my belief that he as a private citizen in a somewhat free country is allowed to make that decision. He also had COVID and he is a doctor. So let me read you the exact quote. He says, until they show me evidence that people who have already had the infection are dying in large numbers or being hospitalized or being very sick, I just made my own personal decision that I'm not getting vaccinated because I've already had the disease and I have natural immunity Paul said in the interview that aired Sunday. In a free country, you would think that people would honor the idea that each individual would get to make the medical decision that it wouldn't be a big brother coming to tell me what I have to do. 
Yes, that is quite right. We know that if you've had COVID, you get antibodies. This is also what herd immunity is about, that if enough people who are young and relatively healthy get it and survive it, then not everyone has to get vaccinated. Let's also not forget at one point, uh, well before we were all talking about vaccines, we were talking about two weeks to flatten the curve. Now it's like, oh, if you're gonna go into McDonald's, you have to be vaccinated. So I think Rand Paul making a decision for himself and thus, uh, I assume also a decision for his family and his children. I don't know what his wife's doing. I'm not sure if she caught COVID or whatever it might be. Uh, but he believes that he has the antibodies in his system and it's, and it's a risk worth taking for him. But he also is a man of science as a doctor. And he's not saying he will never take it. What he's saying there, and I think this is the key part because everyone's saying, you know, I mean, on Twitter, again, stay off Twitter. If I, if I, if I do nothing else in this world, I hope that I will have something to do with the ultimate implosion of Twitter, which I do think is gonna happen. And we all spend too much time on there, myself included, although I don't do it on the weekends. Um, but anyway, when, when uh, Rand Paul said this, you know, next thing you know, the barrage of hate on Twitter. He wants to come and kill grandma, he's anti-science, he's an anti-vaxxer, all of that stuff. In essence, what he's saying here is, hey, if we see that people who don't take the vaccine, who got the infection in the first place, who had the virus in the first place, if we see a whole bunch of them dying or show me some other evidence, then I will take it. So he's doing what I think a politician, but not just a politician, he's doing what I would say a, uh, a thoughtful member of a society would do, which is you balance your personal right to privacy and liberty and freedom and decision-making and mental capacity with that of what the government wants you to do and what your community wants you to do and your family and all of those things. So I completely stand behind Rand Paul on this and I am sure that makes me a white supremacist somehow. Uh, the CDC is still recommending that everyone get the vaccine regardless of or whether they've had the virus already. So this is their counter sort of to what Rand Paul's saying and it's a very uh, quick line here. Experts do not yet know how long you are protected from getting sick after recovering. So in essence, you get these antibodies after you get sick and experts don't know how long they last. Now that's, that's just fine. And I suppose as time goes on, we will find out more about that. And again, Rand Paul is just making the decision for himself. The CDC is basically saying, we don't know how long that's gonna last. But it also seems to me, and someone please correct me if I'm wrong, and I know this is the internet and I know someone will, but we're already hearing how people are gonna say that, people are saying that you're gonna need booster shots. So if you get some of these vaccines in six months or in nine months or in a year or even yearly, you're gonna have to get these booster shots. So it seems unclear to me, at least, that people don't really know how long the vaccine in and of itself works. There, there are several versions of the vaccine, obviously. So that also would tell you that whether you got sick or got the vaccine, that there may be some follow-up stuff. Uh, more interestingly, I think, than all of that is that suddenly, just in the last like two days, suddenly the internet is bubbling up with something. And this is one of the good things about the internet. You know, I can complain about internet culture and mean people and bots and Russian trolls and all the those people uh, and Twitter and all that stuff. But one of the things, as long as we have a somewhat free internet that can happen, is you get these sort of fringe voices that for some time can talk about things. And next thing you know, the media ignores it for a year. And then suddenly it starts kind of being true. And one of those things is there's been a whole bunch of people in the last year that are saying that they believe that the virus, COVID-19, came from a lab in Wuhan, China. Trump even hinted at this about a year ago and everyone said he's evil and he's a racist and everything else. Well, now we've got a quote from the Washington Post 
Three researchers from China's Wuhan Institute of Virology became sick enough in November 2019 that they sought hospital care according to a previously undisclosed U.S. intelligence report that could add weight to growing calls for a fuller probe of whether the COVID-19 virus may have escaped from the laboratory or the laboratory if you're British. What I think is interesting about that, they're not saying it absolutely escaped a laboratory, but they're now suddenly, Washington Post is suddenly saying maybe it is. There've been a bunch of people uh, that have been talking about this for quite some time on Twitter. Jack Posobiec's been talking about it. Uh, Brett Weinstein's been talking about it, that it certainly is a possibility. And whenever anyone said it, they were immediately told that they're conspiracy theorists. They're like Alex Jones, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, the media gets everything wrong. I mean, you guys know this. The media has just, I can't even think of a story that the media has honestly covered. W what story could, well, like what sort of big story over the last, say, four years, has the media really gotten right and treated fairly with, through a non-political lens? So now it's like, well, for the last year and a half, you've been telling us it didn't happen. Now it's kind of looking like it did. And my guess, if I if I was a betting man, you know, my guess is we're probably going to find out more about this and that it probably did leak from a lab. I, I don't know. I don't have more information than you do. But the fact that we're suddenly talking about this is interesting and even more interesting. And now we've got video of the infallible Fauci. Well, he's even kind of saying that maybe something is up. And this is Anthony Fauci. So in a very minor collaboration as part of a subcontract of a grant, we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. And, and what he conflated that is that therefore we were involved in creating the virus, which is the most ridiculous, majestic leap I've ever heard of. Um, but no, I'm not convinced uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China until we find out to the best of our ability exactly what happened. Certainly, the people who've investigated say it, it likely was the emergence from an animal reservoir that then infected individuals, but it could have been something else. And we need to find that out. So, you know, that's the reason why I said I'm perfectly in favor of any investigation that looks into the origin of the virus. All right. So to be clear, he's not saying that the virus came from the lab, but he's now saying maybe, and we could kind of look into it a little bit more. The best part of that whole thing was right at the beginning. Did you catch that? He almost had a spectacular Freudian slip. He said, we had a collaboration with Chinese com, uh, Chinese scientists. He almost said we had a collaboration with Chinese communists. Like he actually almost said the truth. But as far as Fauci, I mean, the guy who's just gotten everything wrong the entire time and doesn't live by his own rules and all the rest of it, um, the fact that he's even come this far now, it tells you that something is shaking. Like it feels like the ground is shaking on the narrative on this one. And if we've learned nothing else over the last couple of years, usually the official narrative is completely wrong. So I think we're gonna find out more on that. One quick other thing on, on the COVID stuff is uh, Gretchen Whitmer, who is the absolutely horrifically awful governor of Michigan, who has been found to break her own laws a couple times. Yeah, she broke one of her own lock, not laws, they're not laws, and I should be very clear about that because they're usually edicts or rules or something that really has no legal standing. Well, she once again went to a restaurant and got busted. Oh, and Lori Lightfoot, remember her, the mayor of Chicago, who will only be interested by black, uh, interviewed by black or brown people because she's a racist. Uh, we played a video last week where she was talking about how even though she's vaccinated, she's still gonna wear masks. And then literally a few hours after that very video, she was seen in a whole group 
uh, and someone had a camera from a far distance, and of course she wasn't wearing a mask. So these people are all hypocrites, ridiculous fools. You shouldn't pay any attention to them. You should go about and live your life. And I will say one other thing, which is that on Saturday during the day, because we were having this illegal party at night, uh, we were out and about, and I have to say, I was seeing a few more people, even here in Bananas, Los Angeles, starting to take off their masks. Not as many as I would like, but it, it's even happening here in the most blue-pilled, brainwashed, lefty, democratic dystopia. It's even happening here. So something good is happening. And speaking of something good, I'm now gonna show you a ad uh, from the Russian army. And this video went viral, as I said, because somebody looped it together with an ad from the American army. And it's an incredible, just a truly incredible juxtaposition of the way one country behaves in a serious manner and in the way another country behaves, unfortunately, the United States in a completely unserious manner. This was retweeted by all, all sorts of people, including Ted Cruz. And then of course he started getting called a Russian asset and everything else. So first let's show you this Russian army video. Это первый день твоей новой жизни. Что ты знаешь о себе? На что ты способен? Вопросы могут остаться без ответов. Но разве ты сможешь узнать себя? Познать границы своих возможностей? К черту границы. Ты готов ломать себя? Га, потому что без врага нет боя, а без боя нет победы. Но на самом деле, главный враг вчерашний – ты. Твоя задача – выследить врага. All right, I don't speak Russia, but I, Russian, but I assume he was saying something to the effect of, you know, we're serious people and I've got to go do something and I'm fighting for my country and that's what we're going to go do. I also think Dan, was it Dan Snyder? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder of Justice League probably directed that thing. You, can see, you don't even need to know exactly what he's saying to understand, and whether you think it's propaganda or not, and we can have all of those debates, but what you're seeing is the Russian government is putting out an ad saying, we want soldiers, we wanna be able to defend our country, we're gonna do what we gotta do. Now allow me to show you what the US Army put out last week. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. Standing at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. I found it, a way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm US Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. We're screwed, people. You get it? You get it? Like, can you imagine that Russian guy coming up against that girl? No offense to that girl. No offense to her lesbian mothers. No offense to the marching. No offense to equality. No offense to any of that. But if you give me a, you know, East Village lesbian versus Vladimir Putin, who's gonna win? What are we doing? What are we doing? That's great. Nobody cares if you're gay. Nobody cares if you're straight. Nobody cares if you're trans. But which one of those seems like a country that is that is saying we we are here. We are here for a purpose. We are here to defend ourselves. We are here because we believe in the the documents that got us here, and we are strong and don't mess with us and all of that stuff. Now, again, maybe the Russian one is propaganda. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and defend a Russian army ad. Right, although I would defend Ivan Drago fighting 
uh, Rocky Balboa uh, in Moscow on Christmas Day in 1985, I believe that was. Um, but it's just like, you see these two things, do we have a problem here? Like we, we got a real problem here and we're gonna have to figure out how to deal with that. By the way, this is fantastic. Connor showed me this, my director showed me this right before uh, we started on that YouTube video on the US Army ad. Now they shut off comments, so you're not allowed to comment on that, but this is absolutely incredible. There are 4.2 thousand, so 4,200 likes, 4.2 thousand likes, 86,000 dislikes. Is this, are we inspiring people? Are we inspiring people? I don't know. You know, you can only garner or glean that much information from likes on YouTube videos, but like something ain't right. And again, I just wanna say fantastic work with that cartoon girl and her lesbian mothers. Nobody's, that's wonderful, it's great. Not that there's anything wrong with that, it's just wonderful. But I think Putin's got a leg up on us. Like Putin's watching that video going, we're okay guys, don't worry, invasion begin next week, okay. Uh, all right, so I wanna do one more thing. So I didn't feel like doing just all current events uh, this week because it was you know, obviously last week with the, with the just attacks on random Jews throughout the United States, it was just, and again, having nothing to do, it doesn't matter what you think of Israel, it doesn't matter what you think of the Palestinians, it doesn't matter what you think of the Middle East, all of those things, we can't have just violent sectarian violence on our streets, meaning it doesn't matter what's going on across the world, we can't have our citizens attacking our own citizens. And unfortunately, uh, this is really what AOC and, and Tlaib and Omar and the Hamas wing of the Democratic Party, this is what they've brought on. Biden gave like a really wishy-washy statement on it, I think yesterday. And, and Bernie Sanders, who's just the worst of the worst. And by the way, Bernie Sanders, big Brooklyn Jew, and they're coming for you one day, Bernie. Uh, you're, just, you're just a tool in the revolution, which is the, the nice part of this thing. Like they'll take out Bernie, as I've been saying for years. Uh, but Bernie tweeted out something about, uh, we must stop the rise in anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. And it's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like he can't even, they're literally just hunting down Jews in New York City, going to the Diamond District where they know Jews work, throwing you know explosives, beating people on the street, and Bernie can't even give a full-throated condemnation of that. Because that's how twisted uh, this, this Marxist woke ideology is. If, if, if you see a group that doesn't count in your intersectional calculator, in this case, Jews, also Asians, well then you gotta figure out a way to make it work. So, oh, we condemn the, the anti-Jew stuff and, and the Islamophobia, but wh what are you talking about? What? What, what, what are you talking about? Anyway, moving on from all of that, although it's, it's loosely, loosely connected, I think you'll see why in just a sec, we found this old clip of Thomas Sowell, and I've been quoting Thomas Sowell so often lately, and I think you guys know I just finished my second book, and I go into a little bit more about what it was like to interview him and, and how he affected me and everything else. So I, we've been finding these videos on YouTube and I thought it would be interesting to play this and analyze it a little bit after. This is from uh, Free to Choose Enterprise. Uh, an inter this was actually a debate that Thomas Sowell did and this is probably about 30 years ago or so. In other words, you, you keep telling me how these are wonderful ideas, it's just that they never work out in practice. It's like the Marxists who are telling us that uh, Eastern Europe wasn't really socialism. Nothing that ever existed on this earth is, was ever really socialism. Uh, it's only in their imagination. It's, at some point you have to ask yourself, could it be that this principle cannot work out in practice with human beings as they exist on this planet? Ah, 
I just love that. I know it's just a quick little bite there. We, we didn't want to overload you. Uh, you know, why don't we link to the to the full thing down below? We'll link to the full thing if you want to watch actually the whole the whole conversation there. But that last line there, at some point you have to ask yourself, could it be that this principle cannot work out in practice with human beings as they exist on this planet? And that's exactly as I often talk about the Thanos principle of the left which is they believe they can create this perfect system. The perfect system never works anywhere and always kills a lot of people. Communism and, and socialism have killed millions and millions of people, caused massive migration across the world to come to places like America to escape that shit and now these buffoons are importing it. And I call this the Thanos principle because what did Thanos want? There are finite resources and I'll do the thing that nobody else will do. I will snap my fingers and wipe out half of existence because I'm the good guy, thus there will be peace. It's very, it's very Emperor Palpatine too. Um, but I love this because it's such a perfect example of what, of what soul actually is, uh, the work that he's done for decades and, and who he is as a human being, which is if you read any of his books, and I've read several of them, if you read any of his books, the guy loves facts and information, and you guys know there was that viral clip of when I interviewed him and I said, you know, you were a communist, you were a socialist, what woke you up to what was wrong with that line of thinking? And he goes, uh, facts. And it's just so perfect because so many people I think right now wanna make the world whatever they want it to be. And I think someone like Thomas Sowell, he sees the world as it is and not as he wishes it to be. I think I probably in some ways see it very similarly. Like the world is what it is. I might want to be able to change some of the stuff on the margins, but so many people think that they can just burn through everything before them and completely change it. Um, so his point there was, oh, this is what, I mean, and you see this all the time, even from the official socialist accounts, the blue check verified socialist accounts on Twitter, uh, which is ironic in and of itself, but they'll always tell you, well, socialism hasn't been done properly. Venezuela wasn't really socialist or communism wasn't done properly with, with in Russia and like all of these things. And it's like, well, maybe it just doesn't work because you know who's the problem in the system? It's us, it's human beings, it's the individual. That really is the truth. And right now, what we're seeing all over the world is big systems, big government, big, um, these, these organizations, these worldwide organizations like the WHO and the CDC and all these things, they keep giving us rules and edicts and the government wants to come in and tell us how much to pay our employees and what we can wear when we walk outside and when, when we can inject ourselves with something and when we can inject ourselves a second time and all of these things. And the problem in the system is that humans have choice. And as long as humans have choice, and I'm sure they're working somewhere in a laboratory on getting rid of human choice, I, Fauci's probably funding the thing, uh, but as long as humans have choice, we are the problem in big systems. So I will continue to fight with you good people because uh, what else am I gonna do? I don't have anything better to do than save the world, do you? Let's keep going. Uh, guys, part one of my interview with Steven Crowder, we did a mini interview because his channel now has two strikes and the way that it works on YouTube, if you get three strikes, I'll Thanos it. You are gone, okay? Deleted forever. He now has two strikes on his channel. He is suing YouTube. We get into the details of why he's doing it and why he believes he has a good case. But YouTube could just take him out tomorrow. We know that there's so much arbitrary nonsense. By the way, I keep getting tons and tons of messages from you guys that you're not seeing our videos in your feed. 
you know, thank you YouTube overlords, but please make sure that you're subscribed as I always tell you in that notification bell. I'm not sure if it even works, but you may as well at least try it. Uh, so we go into that with, uh, with Crowder. And I mean, the idea that a guy like Crowder could be booted, you know, it's one of those things. They weren't gonna stop with Alex Jones. They're always gonna move, move, move. And it's like, all right, you take out Crowder. Well, how close are you to Ruben? How close are you to Shapiro or Peterson or, or anyone else? And, and maybe that really is what the move here is making. If only someone had started a tech company where creators could own all of their stuff, yeah? Uh, who was who that guy? <laughs> oh, it's me, locals.com guys. Uh, oh, and I'm very excited about this one. Uh, I did this on Friday. I interviewed Mark McCloskey. Mark McCloskey, who of course was the man in Missouri during the riots of the summer, who the Black Lives Matter Antifa mob broke into his private street, broke the gate down, and he walked outside with his wife with the gun. Remember, he's holding the big gun. His wife's got the little pistol. There's that sort of iconic picture of the two of them defending their property, which is their God-given right in America. Well, he is now running for senator in Missouri. It's an awesome story. I mean, a guy almost gets demolished by the mob, literally and figuratively, right? The mob almost came to his house and burned it down. And then the media starts calling him a white supremacist and a Trump supporter and he, all the evil, the evil, evil things that one can be. Uh, well, he has survived the mob and he decided to get in the game. So I interviewed him. He's ready to fight. He's ready to fight. And I would say this, you know, I, I said last week, that I think the Caitlyn Jenner thing is just complete BS. They still have not responded to us. Why don't we follow up again, actually? Uh, and it's like, you don't have to do the show, but if you can't even respond, then you're just not serious one way or another. Uh, so we will, we will follow up with them. That's not a serious thing. This guy's serious. He's running and he wants to fix this country. And, uh, and it's just a great interview and, and you'll get to see a different side of him. Uh, for more, if you wanna play along or talk to me directly, rubenreport.locals.com. We are testing live video streaming starting this week. I can't wait to show you guys what we're gonna be doing with that. We got a lot of interesting things cooking. That's all for me. I'm going to the dentist, getting my, uh, I do it semi-annually. I'm getting my semi-annual teeth cleaning. So that's what I'll be doing for the rest of the afternoon. And uh, you know, let's just keep going guys. We're, everything's gonna be all right. That's my, that's my main message today. Everything's gonna be all right. All right, see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you wanna connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.